making sure my audio is proper. Yes. Okay, cool. The mic is plugged in and good to go. Can you hear us, Dan? I can. I can hear you. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you too, dude. This is Alexi. Hey. Hi, Alexi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know, doing okay. Found out that our radio show is able to record promos. We've been off the air for three months. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. In about a half hour, I get to see the crew again for the first time. Oh, Since that's great. Cool. So, because yeah. Comedy Central Radio, like, is it, are you still on there with Bonfire? No, fuck them. Comedy Central, <laughs> uh, they stopped doing comedy. They, yeah. um, they kind of announced in December out of nowhere that they were doing no original programming. Oh, which, my God. Uh, you know, when you're the only original program <laughs> yeah. on the network is a real way to break up. Yeah. Like, hey, we're not doing original program anymore. And you're like, that's just us. And they're like, yep. Oh, oh no. But Later, Bonfire bud. is such a huge following for so long. It's such a weird decision. Yeah, I think it's um, they're doing to Comedy Central what MTV did to themselves back in the early 2000s. Where right. They're kind of just like, hey, we're going to go with the cheapest made product that's going to make us the most amount of money. Yeah. We're going full capitalist. They're like, wow. we're not even pretending to make stuff anymore. You know, what's crazy is uh, in Canada, there's a, a serious comedy channel. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. JFL took over and just started playing JFL stuff and then That's all crazy. the comedians band together and complained until they put it back. It actually Yeah, worked. we said something about it on air because we were like, it's fucking crazy that yeah. just you stop playing Canadian comedians and just started being like, and here's Kevin Hart from his gala <laughs> in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, but it was it was funny because you know how comedians are it's pretty competitive to see to see them finally get along for that was like wow that's yeah, heartwarming man. <laughs> you know, yeah comedians can come together when you lose your ass it's funny yeah. when you see it's funny when you see all these people in comedy that are like. I did it my own way or they just like try to talk a lot of shit and then they need help and they're like, guys, guys, are we all in on this? We're all in on this, right? I think that's what this whole year was, was just completely comedy getting rocked to the point that you're like, oh shit, this is yeah. a very vulnerable thing that can go away very easily. What's it been like doing shows again? You were in Columbus last weekend, right? It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was just the most fun. It's just like... It, it was it it was weird. I mean, there's like you know they did socially distant in between tables, and then like in between rows there was plexiglass, so it looked like I kept joking around that I was bombing at a hockey game. It, that's, how it, that's how it felt. It looked like subway windows, like from subway sandwiches. Sneeze guards. Yeah, they just had sneeze guards up, which I you know obviously makes sense with COVID, but yeah, it. Uh, I was telling my girlfriend it was one of those things where we. By the end of the weekend, I was like, oh, I want to go do another weekend. Yeah. Like, I just got a new joke kind of working. Yeah. And now, because of Billions, Billions is going back into filming. And they've awesome. asked, yeah, they've asked, though, they're like, listen, while we finish season five, can you not go on the road? Which oh. is, I understand that. You know, mm -hmm. I just had COVID, so I have the antibodies. Hey, me too. I got it in hey, Arizona. You did? <laughs> yeah. I got it in Utah. We got All it right. in neighboring states. <laughs> Those states that show little restraint. Oh, uh, in Sedona, I don't even think they are considering it. Yeah, I had, um, I originally had shows scheduled in Tempe in like November, and I was reading the news, and it's like, this is the most insane spike of COVID yet. 
and Big J had just worked stand up live in Phoenix. And I was oh. like, hey, man, how was it? And he's like, don't go. He's like, reschedule. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, these people do not care. Just <laughs> just go reschedule. So I rescheduled to February and I was yeah. like, awesome. I'll go in February. And then I got COVID the week before. I was like, all right, well, Arizona, I'll see you in late 2021. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny too, because like, you know, we're in Vancouver. Um, I I was like, uh, my girlfriend lives in LA and I hadn't seen her since January. So I was like, I should probably go. And so I went to LA, the most infested with COVID place. Then we went to Arizona. Jesus. It's like, it's yeah, just a given. Were, we got it. Yeah. You were going, you went on that trip to get COVID. Yeah. There's no way around that. You're like, I'm going to go get COVID somehow. And then coming back into Canada, there's all these restrictions now. Like you have to uh, have a negative COVID test within 72 hours of flying home. Like you, if you have it, Canada's like, I realize you're from here. We still don't want you. Stay yeah, there. dude. That was so funny. That was the thing that made me the, the last, after the most about all this was like Trump really his whole entire presidency was like America first and then this virus <laughs> happened and then everyone was like we're not letting any Americans in and Americans were like but we're Americans <laughs> and they're like yeah shut the fuck up sit in your own country and we're like but <laughs> but we're Americans I was told by Rambo that I'm the most special <laughs> It's, just, it's very interesting to see that and to see like Mexico be like, mm, no say. <laughs> no, <laughs> no thank you. Yeah, don't, don't, please don't come in here. But yeah. I, th- I hope like this whole experience, I, I would hope that it makes everyone a better person, but I yeah. don't think that will be the case. Well, that's what's crazy too. Like we just had Neil Brennan on and we were talking about how it's made people so extreme, like very extreme versions of themselves. So that if they were kind of Trump supporters, they're crazy Trump supporters now. Yeah, and if because they're anti-vaxxers a little bit, they're super anti-vaxxers now, you know? But even like the people on the left that were like, hey man, we owe black people an apology are now like, rip down the government. There should be no government. And you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of understand that. Uh, uh, it's yeah. just, it, what, I, what I found in 2020 was that there were a lot of people, uh, and I, I'm obviously not going to name names, but that mm-hmm. exposed themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these people that were kind of hiding in plain sight before COVID, and then you just saw them through social media, and you're like, oh, oh you yeah. suck. Yeah. Oh, you suck. Okay. The best magnifying uh, glass for that is Facebook. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I can't. I haven't gone on it. I only go on Facebook to to reach out to my relatives that I know don't have other social media. That's what it's for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the old part of town. This is always what it is. Where you're like, oh my God, that place is still around. And you're like, yeah. it's not what it was, but... <laughs> Yeah, I I would really hope that um you know that like when people look back to 2020 they're like, "Oh, social media is really toxic for yes. humanity." Yeah. It's very bad for us. I know like we obviously need it for the things that we do for, you know, I'm in a band yeah. and we Well, do that's how they stuff. get you. They make yeah. you need it. Yeah. yeah. But I would love to just not have it. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was uh for Christmas my girlfriend got me an awesome notebook like for a joke notebook because yeah. I filled up my other one and I was like, ah, you know, I, I like type on Microsoft Word and I have like files and everything's organized and if yeah. I need to look at something, I can print it out. Then yesterday I was like writing in my notebook and I was like, this just feels yes. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it, it like, I don't go check Twitter for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Like I do that when I'm on my computer. If I don't yeah. turn off the internet, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go check Yahoo. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Quentin Tarantino says when he's right has a movie idea, he knows it's ready to be a script when the whole book notebook is filled with ideas. Damn. And he refuses to. He still writes the screenplays on uh, like a typewriter. He's like, oh, really? Yeah. Dude, one of my favorite screenwriting things that I heard is, as a former smoker, I love this idea. I heard a rumor <laughs> that Stephen King puts a cigarette on his typewriter. Yeah, like in and Misery. And Yeah, like at the end of every yeah. book, he gets to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, and then... God, I that's love a great crazy. idea. I love that. Yeah, in the movie Misery, the main character is an author, and he does that with a cigar. It's like, it's like I got to earn this, and he puts it there. And then, yeah, I uh, think that's what Stephen King... I think that's yeah. actually his thing that he does with cigarettes, which... <laughs> Whoo! I get oh boy, one I get. cigarette per book. Oh man, I got I. Someone gave me a hemp cigarette recently. Okay, it just even with the filter and everything, I was like, oh god, this is so great. Oh yeah. And then the second one, I was like, oh, this isn't cigarettes. This is like fucking smoking <laughs> ripped up paper. <laughs> I, I also uh, Stephen King. I, I've been like obsessed with his interviews lately because I like just yeah. how f- uh, upfront he was. It's like, like um, what's the movie where he, all the cars come alive? Oh, um, it, it's, Maximum it's, Overdrive. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's it. That's one of his first ones, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only one he directed, and he's in the first scene and the audio commentary for it uh, on the DVD. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna be up front. I was on a lot of cocaine. This movie <laughs> isn't very good. I don't know how to direct, uh, but that's what happened. So enjoy, <laughs> dude. That's great. I always, I never knew the beef that Stephen King had with The Shining, the movie. I oh didn't yeah, realize that he was super against it. So he directed his own version starring Steven Weber from Wings. Oh, yeah. That was on NBC. (laughs) That was a four-part series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I watched on a plane before uh, the pandemic, I watched Dr. Sleep. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome. It was. I didn't think it. I heard nothing about it in the theater, so I just assumed it was going to be bad. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was so good that on the plane when I was done, I bought Wi-Fi to look up things about it. Like I always Easter do eggs. That. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, this is so good. I got to learn more about it. Yeah. And that's how I learned that Stephen King hated the original Shining. Yeah. And then I started reading about that. He was actually on board with Dr. Sleep. Oh, cool. Like he was like, yeah, this is because he wrote the book. Doctor. I didn't know Dr. Sleep was a book, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this he signed off on that one. I guess Stephen King's main beef with it was that it's like Jack Nicholson from the get go is just at a 10 of anger and insanity. And yeah. Stephen King's like, he's supposed to get there over time, but he's just like <laughs> right from the beginning. He's just scowling. Yeah, man, I smash your head in. Like, we haven't even give you the job, Mr. Torrance. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking crush her head. There's a there's a, a footage of between takes him staying in character, uh, Jack Nicholson, and he's just walking around. Shelley Duvall's just trying to avoid him, and he's swinging an axe, and he's like, I'm a fucking axe murderer. I'm a fucking axe murderer. And everyone's just oh going about their business, ignoring him. <laughs> oh Did God. you never think about how insufferable it must be to be on set of an action mo- or a uh, a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. with a bunch like, of method actors. <laughs> It's like a bunch of kids that went to like NYU and they're like, I'm yeah. a demon. I'm a demon. I am the devil. I am the devil. Oh, can I get no mayonnaise on that? Thanks. Okay, thanks. I actually have to be shirtless as a demon, but thank you. I am Beezlebub. I am the, the Red Seas. It's like, someone said that to me very early on when I first started acting. Uh, a great actress named Kristen Milioti said this to me and it really makes me laugh. It, uh, where you, I hate horror movies, but I, as I've gotten older, I can watch them during the day. I can. Cause I can they scare of, you. 
Yeah. And I'm fine admitting that it scares yeah. me. Yeah. I get fucking scared. And uh, this thing that she, that she told me that we were on set, like a bunch of actors were talking and she's like, I can watch horror movies now because now I know in any scary scene that that person definitely has their sides in their pockets. Like they have their lines in their pockets yeah. where they're like, the thought that the girl from the ring had to be like, yeah. okay, hold on. No, that's different. I got to crawl backwards and then do that. Yeah. Can we take that again? Can we take that from the top? <laughs> yeah, um, that The Shining scared the shit out of me as a kid, and it was yeah, one of those. Fuck, the lady in the bathtub is terrifying. Yeah, especially since she was hot her. at first. Oh, God. Oh, and he kisses her, and she's all fucking soggy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's oh. funny though because uh, I think you and I are like roughly the same age. This is such a thing of our age is that my parents had like four VHS tapes for some reason, yeah. and that was one of them. And then the other ones were Hot Shots Part Two and Homeward Bound. Oh Homeward God. Bound. Do not look. I think that's the one. If you look up, that there was a wild amount of animal abuse. Yeah, on that's that the one. movie. No. That's when Michael J. On. Fox plays a golden retriever, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask you, what VHS tapes did you have? Oh, fuck, man. Well, I had um, like actual VHS tapes. I don't really remember. What we mostly had was the Kodak yeah. yellow and black with the yeah. three strips on the side. And then mm -hmm. when we got a free weekend of HBO, my mom would push it in and just hit record until <laughs> the tape was done. Yeah. And really? Then write what, yeah. Then write what movies was on the side. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Like, I love that. Yeah, my aunt did that too. We did that. Yeah, so like whenever you would have a tape, you'd be like, okay, it's Space Invaders, Ernest Goes to Camp, and and you'd be like, oh, you're just recording the kids section of... <laughs> so uh, I love... That's how you end up seeing movies and owning them that you never probably would. Like we had Tango and Cash. It's like Love no one Tango and Cash. <laughs> my first stepdad, Nick, loved like I was so lucky that he was my stepdad from like I want to yeah. say eight to twelve. Eight to yeah. twelve. But he would just my mom traveled all the time for work. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, Which Van Damme movie do you want to rent oh. from Blockbuster? Double impact, baby. Yeah, double impact was always great. <laughs> but he'd be like, you know, we could watch. We, like, I remember watching Terminator uh, 1. Yeah. Because my mom was like, Terminator 2, I heard, is PG-13. So I'll allow you to watch that. And then Nick was like, you want to see Terminator 1? It's oh, R. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yes, I want to see it so bad. And I got caught. When Terminator 1 first came out, my mom and a date of hers were watching it and I sat on the stairs and watched it oh. and then when he punched through the guy in the beginning scene Bill I went, Paxton is that Bill Paxton yeah dude he had a big really? blue mohawk yeah when he did it I went whoa like <laughs> and my mom was like get up your room and I was like that's fucking crazy dude, Terminator 2 scared the shit out of me too I like when it. the that, T-1000 put the he was pretending to be the john connor stepmom yeah, and knife right through the yeah yeah and uh and i but i also thought it was so cool yeah. that it was i was like fighting myself like this is so scary but so cool the but then my friends were my age were like that's not scary child's play three is scary and then we watched that and it scared me even worse sorry what <laughs> were you saying? i feel i know exactly what you're talking about dude, because <laughs> we the scene with sarah connor in the asylum yeah was the scariest to me because of just like how it was all the sounds yeah like and the then t-1000 breaking in and becoming the guy the security then, guy who just yeah. licked her yeah, yeah that, that part it was yeah so disturbing 
But at this almost the same thing, I was like, dude, T2 is terrifying. And someone's like, let's watch Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yes. Like, oh. yes. You know what's funny? I have an archive in my mind of any movie where someone gets their Achilles tendon sliced, oh, and that's yeah. one that and hostile. hostile. It's like fuck. Oh stop there's, it. Um, there's a podcast called Midnight Spook Show with Zach Amico. Yeah, I love and, it. Yeah, and Zach and Zach uh had Shane Gillis and I watch it. And Pet it Cemetery. was the first yeah, Pet Cemetery was the first time I've watched it since I was like seven or eight. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is movies laughable. Yeah. It's like fun to go back and laugh at it where you're like, well, this is the trucks are too much. And yeah. the neighbor's accent is like, what's happening? That main accent is like, oh, wow. Is that what it's like? That, yeah, that is. Really? That's how Mainers talk. Wow. Oh, well, we're going to go down now. What comes out of the ground turns sour. <laughs> yeah, no. That voice is my favorite thing is uh, my favorite show of all time is South Park. And. Yeah. The fact that they've used him in that voice <laughs> in several different episodes <laughs> makes me love them more. They did it on the Margarine episode. Oh, yeah. They did it on the Bane episode. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one more, but it's awesome. I just <laughs> we- like when watch put in the ground doesn't always come back the same <laughs> we just had matt selman who's a writer on the simpsons on yeah and all he did was talk about how awesome south park is and at yeah. a certain point he was like i probably shouldn't have done that on this interview it's just making my show look bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well i'm super excited because what's weird about all this stuff especially like COVID and stuff is it makes it's made appointment television for certain things yeah. like uh jordan you know the jordan doc the last dance like, thing last Every- dance Sunday night, I was so excited every week. It it became appointment television. And now I'm getting excited because there's another South Park quarantine special coming out March 10th. Oh, no way. Yeah. And it's all about QAnon. So it's going to be, it's going to rock. There's so If you have HBO Max, go watch Six Days to Air. Oh, I just, we were just talking about that. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And it doesn't seem like it should work at all. It's so great. It just, it just, it just reaffirms the fact that like, Trey Parker is oh. our Mel Brooks. Totally. And like it's crazy how Matt Stone's just kind of like, yeah, he's the genius. I'm basically just here for like moral support. Yeah, but Matt also is the reason that we have South Park because yeah. I think if it's just Trey, you know, you yeah. don't know where he spins off of what kind of crazy shit he does and to kind of keep him contained. I love that. And actually, Matt says that in, um, in the in the documentary where he's like mm. South Park is me filtered through Trey. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And it's so cool. Yeah, I just love those guys. And and it's I think funny, but they're both like Bill Hader was just like a staff writer. So that's that was the craziest thing was when I saw the documentary and I learned that Bill Hader was a writer on South Park. Yeah. When Amy Schumer was filming Trainwreck in New York City. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hader would come by the cellar all the time. Oh, cool. And, you know, everyone's asking about SNL, about Stefan, about all this shit. And I sat down and it was like me, him and a couple other people while Amy was on stage. And I was like, dude, you wrote for South Park. And he's like, I did. And yeah. I was like, he couldn't believe what it was that like? And yeah. it was it was fun to watch Bill Hader get excited to talk about the writer's room. And yeah. he one of the coolest moments of my career was Bill Hader telling me beat for beat how they came up with the fish sticks episode. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> with the Kanye episode. She loves Kanye. Like, so that's, that's so funny. Yeah. That. yeah. And he's like, he was telling me about how they were on a writer's retreat and they were watching these like salmon jump over each other. And they're like, do you think they hit each other with their fish sticks? And then they're like, 
do you like fish sticks? What are you, a gay fish? And they're like, someone made that joke before. And then just that whole, you know, and they were telling about how another writer came in with the Carlos Mencia angle. Oh, so like, good. Just get it, man. <laughs> Cartman retelling the story where he's like, Jew bats in this, in this part of town, flame on. <laughs> it's like, I it's love this. Just, the South Park episode where uh, Cartman really wants to go to Casa Bonita, I think it's called. That's the- a real, hold on. <laughs> you have to understand something. You guys both have to understand that I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. So I grew up and they are from, I believe, Littleton and Conifer. They're both from Colorado. Mm-hmm. They make references that to us mean the world, but to other people, like you were like, oh, what's the Casa? It's like, it's Casa Bonita. It's a real place. All those things are real. <laughs> the I waterfall? About, yep. The cool. waterfall, Black Bart's Cave, Sopapillas, wow. delicious Sopapillas. It's in a mini mall in Denver, and it looks exactly like the cartoon where wow. it's just like mini mall and then this giant Spanish structure in the middle. Oh my and God. And you just go in, and I went to probably three or four birthday parties yep. there when I was a kid. I love gimmicky stuff like that. Like I loved Rainforest Cafe. Rainforest Cafe. Well, that's what that's what's so genius about South Park is they do they put in stuff like that where it's not like the Casa Bonita one is about Casa Bonita and Butter's episode. Yeah. But the first Al Gore episode, oh, they yeah. go to a place called Cave of the Winds, and that is a legitimate place that you take fourth graders to on a field trip to learn about stalagmites and stalactites. Wow. So it's crazy that it's like, yeah. like they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do Cave of the Winds, and then you're watching and you're like. You're like that Leo uh, movie, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I've fucking been there. I've fucking been there. And I always freak out when I've been places to the point that I think it's one of the most annoying things I do to my girlfriend when we're watching TV yeah. is I'm like, I've been there. I've been there. And she's like, okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's more annoying to her. My dog randomly barking or me being like, I've been there. I've been there. I went there once in eighth grade. See, I'm, I'm like you where I read the trivia about the movie. So my girlfriend has to be inundated with audio commentary. She didn't ask for yeah, about she, The Shining and stuff. I love like, you know, yeah. I love like when, when we like a lot of things are filmed in Vancouver too. So like just yeah. going and like watching things on Netflix and like in theaters and you're like, oh, oh I've been there. I was there well, yesterday. Well, <laughs> let me tell you two something because I have to go do promos <laughs> for the bonfire. But let me tell you that in quarantine, Ari Shafir and Big J and I started a podcast called Sixth and Jump. 21 Jump Street podcast. It's a 21 Jump Street podcast where we watch 21 Jump Street from beginning to end. Every episode usually takes about two hours because there's so much to talk about. (laughs) It's all filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. And Ari knows Vancouver. So Ari will be like, oh, that's this part of Vancouver. We'll look it up and be like, that's it. There's it's like blatantly obvious at one point that they're just like. Hey, it's Vancouver, but we're going to call it Evergreen USA. Yeah. Yeah. They do that all the time. It's You'll see a Vancouver bus go by and they're like, we're in Seattle right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I think like the CW films all their stuff and oh, yeah. like all the CW superhero stuff is oh, all like right, right around here. Well, and we're in a recording studio and we have a soundstage for our record label and they're always yeah. doing Green Arrow in there. Yeah. Yeah. Green Arrow. Rules. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my next step in growing up is I'm going to get into the CW uh, yeah. DC world. Yeah. <laughs> it's maturity. Yeah, all right, that's dude. maturity. Well, thanks for coming on. I know you got to go. Yeah, it's funny I wrote me. all these questions. We didn't get to any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what a good podcast is, is just talking about random shit. That's so true, true. Man. Well, I'm stoked about the bonfire coming back, Dan. Thanks yeah, for dude, coming so on, man. I. I'm very, very excited for the bonfire to come back. And, and I'm excited to get back to Vancouver because I yeah. fucking yeah. love that city. Man, uh, yeah, when you're at the comedy mix, dude, that was yeah, a week. Hopefully something something of the similar size opens Yeah, where I can come and fucking hang. That'd be great, man. Yeah, yeah well, it was, yeah, it was nice talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah it was nice talking I'll to you see too. you soon. Nice to see you, dude. 
Later. Bye, Bye Dan. Bye. Bye.